You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. I am in my leadership edition of How to Win. We're going to learn some things about leadership today. I begin a series, a powerful series entitled Leadership is Not for Wimps. And the the theme throughout this series is on courage. And if you're going to be a successful leader, you must possess courage. Now, this is a three-division series, three-part series, and we're on the third and final part. And in this part, our subject is... When people say bad things about you, when people say bad things about you, we're talking about criticism. In our last episode, we talked about understanding criticism, and we learned that criticism is unavoidable. We learned that there are two kinds of criticism. There's constructive criticism that we should embrace, and then there is destructive criticism that is designed to undermine and derail our vision, and we must ignore destructive criticism. Now, in today's lesson, our subtopic is, why do people criticize leaders? Why do people criticize leaders? And we define the word criticize, the practice of judging the merits or faults of someone or something. So why do people criticize leaders? Well, let's start off by talking about motives. Motives matters. Modus matters. The Apostle Paul in first in Philippians chapter one, verse 15 through 17 in the New Living Translation, he contrasts the motives of leaders that do not have a heart for people. And then he he communicates leaders who have a pure heart and desire and love for people. So listen at the Apostle Paul. It's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. Now notice, some were preaching about Christ with pure motives, but others were preaching about Christ with impure motives. And he says, 
they preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intended to make my change more painful to me, not sincerely intending to make my change more painful to me. So Paul here talks about leaders who have pure motives and leaders who have impure motives. And in the same way that this is true for leaders, it's also true for critics. Some critics have pure motives. I know that word critic has a negative connotation, but it is, a, it is possible to be a critic and offer constructive criticism. So some critics have pure motives, other critics have impure motives. For example, we I mentioned last in my last episode about the the constructive criticism that that Jethro gave Moses. We see that over in Exodus 18, 17 through 18 in the New Living Translation. Moses was giving counsel to the people. And remember, he was leading a, a nation of 2 million people, approximately 2 million people came out of Egypt. And so he's counseling them and they're in line and Jethro is watching how he is uh, counseling these people. They're standing in line from morning to evening counseling the people. One person one at a time, and listen what Jethro said to Moses. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out and the people, too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now, that was constructive criticism. Now, in other words, Jethro is saying to Moses, your leadership style and your methods are detrimental to your own physical and emotional well-being and detrimental to the people. Think about it. If Moses had continued leading like this, he would have broken down been burdened by all the cares of the people. He would have lost his peace emotionally because his leadership style and his methods were not good for the numbers of people that he was dealing with. So this criticism was constructive and Jethro's motives were pure. He did not want his son-in-law to to have a to just burn out. And he did not want those people to not get their needs met with one person. So he gave him counsel. And if you read the whole chapter of Exodus 18, you'll see the counsel that he gave him. Now, some critics, their motives are impure. And we talked about negative criticism. The Jews, the religious Jews, criticized the Apostle Paul in Acts 13, 44 through 45. I want to read it in the New Living Translation. Now, this is after 
Barnabas and Paul has preached the gospel uh, of grace, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the people are really excited about what they've heard. And then the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came out to hear them. Verse uh, 44. The following week, almost the entire city, this is the New Living Translation, the following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them, Paul and Barnabas, preach the word of the Lord. The whole city. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And if you're a pastor, you got to really use your imagination. The the next Sunday, almost the whole city comes out to your church. Well, that's what happened. The whole city came out to hear Paul and Barnabas preach. Now, there were other religious leaders there who were leaders of the people, and they witnessed all these people coming out to hear Paul and Barnabas. Now, listen at this. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. Verse 45, but when some of the Jews, this is the religious group, the religious leaders, when they saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against what he said. Now notice, here are critics and they are motivated by jealousy. You see, the Jews, motivated by jealousy, made false statements to damage Paul's reputation and to damage his character. The Bible says they slandered Paul and Barnabas. They argued against Paul his character, but they also attacked Paul's message, what he said. And it was purely jealousy. I hope that's not you criticizing people out of jealousy. So why do people criticize leaders? I came up with 16, <laughs> 16 reasons why people uh, criticize leaders. Sometimes, number one, People criticize leaders out of concern, out of concerns, out of concerns. And through my journey as a pastor, I've had people to criticize maybe something the church was doing, maybe something I was doing, maybe the way we were doing it. And it was out of concern. It was not to derail the vision. It was not to destroy my character or attack the message. They were criticizing out of concern. It was constructive criticism. Secondly, sometimes people criticize leaders out of love. They love the leader. They see how maybe their style or see they see maybe how their uh, methods are undermining their success. It is possible, leader, 
pastor, business person, whoever you are, it is possible that people are criticizing out of love. Maybe they want you to see something that is undermining your success. But on the other hand, number three, some criticized out of jealousy. We saw that in Acts 13, 43 and 44. The religious leaders, they were jealous that the people were actually leaving their meetings and going to hear the Apostle Paul. You have to be very careful of that. You have to be very careful that you're not criticizing out of jealousy. Some criticize, and number four, out of fear. It could be the fear of loss. Jealousy and fear are often connected. And, and you see this sometimes in, in, in churches. Sometimes people are afraid that they will lose people in their church. Sometimes it could be members. Sometimes it can be leaders in that church. Sometimes they can be the pastor of that church, and they're criticizing some other church or some other ministry, whatever, because they're afraid of people leaving their church. Insecurity, number five. I um, um, have a, um, a series on confident or insecure, what kind of leader are you? And sometimes we criticize um, people because we're insecure. We're, we're not comfortable with who we are and at our giftings and our blessings and whatever. We sometimes have an identity crisis and, and just so much going on in us. We may experience rejection like I did years ago. But sometimes we criticize out of insecurity. Sometimes we criticize leaders or people criticize leaders because they're threatened by change. That's number six, threatened by change. Number seven, sometimes people criticize leaders because of personal flaws. It can be flaws in, in their uh, character. It can be flaws in their methods. Uh, their style, their leadership style. You know, I pastored for 40-some years. One church I pastored for um, really close to around 41 years. And but the first church I pastored for a little over a year, I was in my early 20s. I had no training. I had no... Uh, mentorship. Uh, I was literally <clears throat> just trying to answer the call of God on my life. No seminary training, no Bible uh, training. In fact, I was really out of place because the Bible talks about leaders shouldn't be novices, First Timothy 3. And I was a novice. I had been saved but two years and I'm pastoring the church. Really, to be honest with you, I think I got my time and mix up. But I made a lot of mistakes at that church. I really did. I made a lot of mistakes. Now, at the time, I thought the people just went on board what I was trying to do. 
But as you mature, you can look back and see that there were a lot of mistakes I made out of my ignorance and my immaturity. And even though I was the pastor, you can be immature, you can be ignorant, and you can have insecurities, even though you're the pastor. And so I had a combination of all that, immaturity, insecurity, um, ignorance. It was just, I, I, I just really... I made a bunch of mistakes, and and I received some criticism. And really, to be honest with you, when I look back, most of my criticism was on my leadership flaws, my leadership weaknesses. You know, I think I would do a better job today, but some of the criticism is not because people are against us not because of the devil, not because they're just persecuting us and they don't want to hear us. Sometimes we need to grow up as leaders. Sometimes we're not leading uh, in a strong, godly way. And sometimes we're just ignorant and we have our insecurities and people are can see it. They're being impacted by our, uh, our personality flaws, our ignorance of leadership and all those different things. So sometimes it's the leader's personal flaws. Number eight, control. Sometimes people criticize others because they don't want to lose control. Number nine, why do people criticize leaders? Sometimes they criticize leaders because of misunderstanding. You know, Jesus' own family did not understand him. They did not understand him. In one text over in Mark 3, I believe it is, it says that his family came standing outside of the meeting. Well, they wanted to take him home because they thought that he had kind of got outside of the boundaries of common sense. You know, and they wanted to take him home and, and, and help him out a little bit because they thought he was a little off. That were family members. You know, that, they thought he would beside himself. Sometimes people, they, they criticize because they just don't understand. And sometimes it can be family members that really love us, but they don't understand what we're trying to do or what we're called to do. Number 10, why do people criticize leaders? They criticize leaders sometimes because they're mean-spirited. Some people are just mean they have a, a mean personality, a negative personality, and they just like cutting down people. I like to think that those people are in the minority, but there are mean-spirited people. Number 11, why do uh, people criticize others? They criticize others because they're influenced by others. Over in, in Nehemiah, uh, the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was sent by God. We talked about it to build the wall in Jerusalem, the broken down wall. And he ran into some critics, destructive criticism, Sanballat, to Tobiah, uh, all those different ones. And really, you know, when I, I look back at, at what happened in Nehemiah's day, that it, it literally said that Tobiah was standing by Sandalit. In other words, he heard 
what Sam Ballot said about the project, and he just jumped on board. Sometimes people are influenced by other people. They don't know anything about what's going on, but they hear a friend, they hear a relative, they hear somebody else criticizing somebody, and they just jump on board. Sometimes, number 12, why do people criticize leaders? Because of malice, evil intent. Some people have an evil intent. They want it to fail. They want the vision to be derailed. Now, they're influenced by Satan. We'll we'll talk about that in a moment. But some people have an evil intent. Why do people criticize leaders? Number 13, to get headlines in the media. Controversy sales. And if you look at some of your news outlets, it's controversy. It's related to controversy. I mean, the more controversy you have, the more people enjoy that kind of stuff. So some people, they are criticizing to get headlines in in the media arena. Uh, And that's consistent with number 14. Why do people criticize leaders? controversy sales. Number 13, to get headlines in the media. Number 14, controversy sales. Number 15, why do people criticize leaders? They criticize leaders because of a crab mentality. They have a crab mentality. I hope I'm not talking about you. The crab mentality, the analogy of the, the crab mentality is the one crab is crawling up the side of the bucket, trying to get on the outside. Another crab in the bucket reaches up and pulls the crab, trying to get out back down amongst the other crabs. You know, some people have that, if I can't have it, neither can you. They have a crab mentality. I hope I'm not talking about you. And then number 16, we're talking about why do people criticize leaders? They criticize leaders because they're influenced by Satan. Some people are influenced by Satan. I give you two proof texts for that. Over in Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells this parable uh, of the sower. Say, a farmer went to sow seed, and the seed fell on four kinds of ground. Fell by the wayside, and the Bible says, Satan cometh immediately to take the word that was sown in that particular soil. Now, it's interesting when you read the parable, there are four kinds of soil, only one kind produced the good ground, soil produced a harvest. Now watch this. But Satan is only mentioned once when Jesus interprets the parable. He gives the natural illustration Some seed fell by the wayside, some fell on stony ground, some fell on thorny ground, some fell in good ground, natural illustration. Then when he interprets it, he said the seed that fell by the wayside, Satan comes immediately to take the seed that was sown into the heart. Now watch this. Satan is only mentioned one time. But the second uh, saw, the stony ground, it said these are they 
that receive the word, they immediately receive the word with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, so they endure for a time. And then it says, when affliction, persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they offend it. Now listen, it says, the seed is sown and it is received. And then it says it has no root in itself. When affliction, that's adverse circumstances. Where does the affliction come from? Who's causing the affliction? When persecution, who's causing the persecution? People causing the persecution, but who's influencing the people? Satan is influencing the people to keep the crowd from coming to a harvest. So we see right there that these people, some people are influenced by Satan. They're persecuting and criticizing and ridiculed and mocking because they're motivated by Satan. I hope I'm not talking about you. That's why I don't put my mouth on other pastors and other churches and, and other ministers and other, because I learned years ago that you can be intimidated or you can be inspired. I chose to be inspired. If I see somebody doing something that's successful, God is blessing, is good. Why not be inspired by that? Why be jealous of that? Why be intimidated by it? That's a, that's a crap mentality. Some people are influenced by Satan. Acts 13, verse 44 through 35, we see it. Paul and Barnabas was preaching. Almost the whole city came out to hear what they were saying. The religious Jews became jealous, and they did two things. They attacked the character of Paul. And then they slandered the message. They attacked the message. That's not truth. That's false doctrine. You know, what really what happened, they just hoped that they would shut the message down by attacking it. They hoped that they would shut Paul down by attacking his character. And if those didn't work, they hoped that Paul would become offended at the attack, and then undermine their own success by the offense and not bitterness and unforgiveness in their hearts. And so Satan does that. He influences people to persecute you, to, to attack you, to, to try to destroy what you're doing, attack your character, attack your message. And what he wants you to do is stop. But he, does, he wants people to not listen to you. So if he attacks your character, they won't come and listen to what you have to say. If they attack your message, then they won't come to listen to what you have to say. And then if you get offended, become bitter and resentful at what somebody said about you, then your offense, your bitterness in your heart will shut your own self down. And that's what Satan wants to do. I, You know, it, I, we had a particular, I call it, I call it uh, negative criticism. I won't call it destructive because it never hindered us because I understood the nature of it. When I pastored uh, a church here in the city of Birmingham, wonderful church, we had some criticism. We had criticism from other church 
Christians, other churches, other pastors, we had some criticism. One of the things that got out, you know, in, in, is that at our church, in order to join our church, you have to show your checks done. Why? Because that's a cult. Okay, it's a cult. So you have to show your check stuff. Well, think about it. Here, here's the thing. Never stopped us. Didn't stop us from growing. Didn't stop from people coming. But it was designed to do that. It was designed to do that. If we're a cult, then the people be afraid to come listen to what we have to say. If they have to show their check stuff, nobody wants to do that in their right mind. So people will stay away from it. No one, and I would challenge anybody to give any proof of any person who joined our church that they had to show their check stuff. I would challenge anybody. I would go to court with anybody. I would stand and challenge any minister, any pastor, any person who can prove that we actually ask people for their check stuff and for for them to join our church. They had to show their check stuff. That was nothing more than a lie. It was nothing more than misinformation. It, in fact, I had a relative ask me this, so I know that it, it got out in, in the public arena because I had a relative who loved me, loved me, not being negative, asked me, Mike, is it true that people have to show their chick stuff to join your church? I said, honey, listen, let me tell you something. There's nothing but a, there's nothing but a lie. That's nothing but a lie. Why? What was it about? What was it? What was that about? That misinformation, that lie. What was that about? It was about attacking the character of the leader and about attacking the message and Satan was influencing that to keep people from coming to the church, keep people from hearing the message that was being taught because Satan didn't want people to be exposed to the word that they were being taught. Not that it's the only church teaching the word, but he didn't want people to come to this one in order to be set free and delivered. So he created a lie, and some people heard it, and they spread the lie, and it was nothing more than a lie. Nothing more than a lie. No one has ever shown anything. Our members knew that. A lot of times there's people outside the church, never been in the church, never joined the church, never been a part, but they heard somebody else say it, and they said it. So we're talking about why do people... uh, criticize the leaders. I want to close by making sure that you understand the difference between destructive criticism uh, and constructive criticism. Destructive criticism focuses on what's wrong. It implies the worst about the person's personality. It devalues Destructive criticism, it devalues and destroys confidence. It implies blame. It attempts to control. On the other hand, constructive criticism focuses on how 
to improve. In other words, when it is given, it's not given to destroy. It's given to improve the person, to intrude improve the vision, improve the organization. So constructive criticism, it focuses on how to improve. It is about behavior, not personality. So constructive criticism is never attacking people. It's not never attacking the person. It may be challenging the behavior, but it's not designed to destroy the person. It encourages change. Constructive criticism encourages change. It focuses on the future. It, re it respects authority and it respects people's right to choose. So when destructive criticism comes, it's like a subtraction. It takes away. But when constructive criticism comes, it's like a plus. It adds to the person. It makes the person better. So one form of criticism causes things to be worse off, takes away from something the other adds to. And if you understand that, you'll be able to clearly see that some of the things that people are saying is not designed to be a plus, not to improve, not to help, not to change. It's designed to attack. It's designed to destroy. It's designed to minimize. Listen, I got to close, but I got I got one more lesson I want to share with you, and I believe you're going to be blessed. Thank you for taking this leadership journey with me. I love you, and I look forward to seeing you next time.